We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings. Folks, it's real. It's happening. The week one DraftKings pricing has dropped. This is the instant reaction and first look. And if you want to get ahead of the game, obviously you can look at the prices, but you need the tools and research methods to help you go through. So you need to go to runthesims.com right now until the end of July. It's a completely free site. But if you want to get on the founder's discount, runthesims.com slash mayo will get you that price for life. The simulations, the optimizer, the projections, everything is up there with what you need to help you with your research at runthesims.com. Dot com. Go check it out. Smash the like button to this video. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network in the comment section. Give me your first look, biggest value on the week one slate. Although we are more than five weeks away from the actual start of the NFL season, this now feels real. This is getting me excited, and I hope you're excited for this too. And I hope you're excited for some giveaways that I got going on for you. If you hit the description, you will find a link on Apple Podcasts to Fantasy Football Picks and Bets, a brand new show on Mayo Media Network, which is now running twice a week. It's going to go to three times a week here in about two weeks. And then by the start of the season, five to six times a week, a shorter form informational type show that can really help you get ahead. If you're looking for something quick, that's you know not necessarily just me talking at you the entire time. We are assembling an awesome crew over there. We're going to release the winner of the hosting job from the competition as well. But if you click on that link down there right now on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the show, obviously, but leave a five-star review, something you enjoy about the show, Twitter handle or email address so I can contact you. And you are in a draw and the pool right now is at $500. We need four more reviews and that's jumping up to $1,000 of cash giveaways. We get even more. It might go up to $1,500, $2,000. Who knows? We're four away from the $1,000 threshold. So please go Go rate and review fantasy football picks and bets on Apple Podcasts right now. Check it out on Mayo Media Network, too, when you're subbing to that on the YouTube channel. I want to bring in one of my best friends around. It is Chris Meany from FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily, FTNBets.com. If you go to FTNFantasy.com right now and use promo code Meany, that will get you a discount. And there's an awful lot of content up right there, up there right now, Meany. Like, and there's a ton from you. <laughs> Yeah, there, there is. Yeah, there's an absolute ton of content over at FTN, and there's still good. I mean, 
every day, honestly, just taking a look at the, like the show sheet and our, our schedule, it's like five or six articles, men that, that pop up, whether it's betting props, you know, just fantasy best ball advice. And soon um, just talking week one, because it is almost here, as you said, just off the top, man, once we get into August, it's basically here, right? Like spring preseason games are just right around the corner. And I'm just super excited to be able to talk, you know, fantasy football here with you, man. It's going to be a blast here. Looking forward to this. Yeah. To talking about actionable things for week one is so much different than the preseason stuff. So I just yes. wanted to jump into it. So I just looked at the pricing. I was like, whoa, here we go. Christian McCaffrey is the most expensive running back on the board. Dalvin Cook also above $9,000. They're 95 and 91. Derrick Henry, Camara, Jonathan Taylor, all in the $8,000 range. Barkley, Chubb, and Eckler are in the sevens. Then you got DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Miles Sanders, James Robinson, $6,400, although he does an easy matchup. I don't know how that one's really going to work out. Najee Harris, here we are, $6,300. Joe Mixon and Miles Gaskin. That bitch, Miles Gaskin, is (laughs) $6,000. So right off the hop... I mean, I guess the it really depends on how you build because I have a stack already from the first look pricing. I was like, oh, wow, like we, we can pile this one up, save some cash and go spend if we want to. But McCaffrey at 95 versus Dalvin Cook at 91. I mean, it's pretty, pretty juicy to start off with. I, I think I would always lean McCaffrey because of the upside. But I mean, ownership is going to have to dictate this. I didn't want to like speculate on ownership right now. But did any one of these guys at running back stick out to you right away being like, oh, my God, that guy is just going to be the play? Um, a little bit later in that down the board, like you said, I mean, I, even like a guy like Nick Chubb at seven, two in a high total game against KC, uh, Eckler's going to be in a tough spot, uh, against Washington Jones, six, eight against the saints. Like, you know, Rogers is back like in that range, Clyde Edwards, he even six, six, like this is a guy that it just seems like it's going to be his backfield. I mean, who's a top 10 running back before they acquired Le'Veon Bell. And I'm looking at high totals and that's one of the highest ones on the board. I mean, 52 and a half KC and Cleveland. I, I mean, Robinson, no, no thanks, but in around that six K low seven is intriguing. Even Jonathan Taylor at AK in there against Seattle, not another high total game, but yeah, I mean, Chris McCaffrey up at the top. I mean, nine, five, there's, he's just in one of the most consistent backs last year, only played three games, but he led the league in points per game last Last year or two years ago, led the league in points per game against the Jets here. So it's going to be a bit of a different offense, I suppose, with Sam Darnold under center. But it's still going to be the Christian McCaffrey show. Everything is going to roll through him. And even Cook. I honestly think maybe Cook may be a better play than CMC against this uh, against the Bengals. It's still a team that... I think we'll be pretty weak defensively at stopping the run. A lot of teams just have just ran all over them over the past couple of years. And we know what Minnesota wants to do there with, with Dalvin cook. So man, it's, it's exciting. And it's, you just flipped me this minutes ago. So kind of just rolling through some of these running back prices, but uh, I, I think I may live in that little in that range around 6k, but there is certainly some underpriced wide receivers and quarterbacks where you can spend up here at running back, maybe even McCaffrey and a cook week one and get away with a decent looking lineup. Yeah. Cause so much of where the pricing is not going to change over the next month. Like Supreme value is going to open up in right. the three K's at wide receiver. Once people win jobs or guys get cut, there's probably going to be mm-hmm. a few $2,500 tight ends that work as well. And this is for the main slate, the millionaire maker slate, although there's probably going to be a millionaire maker for the first game of the season too. So this is like your Sunday, early Sunday, late. It doesn't involve the Bears or Rams, Ravens or Raiders, or the opening game of the Cowboys and Bucks. So keep that in mind when you're being like, where is this guy? Like, 
I mean, have you never played DraftKings before? This is how it works. This is the main slate. Where is Zeke? Oh, yeah. Where is Zeke? He should be. Why is he not up here in the pricing? So some of the guys, when I go down the list a little bit, like I actually think like Najee Harris, that Steelers and Bills game is one of the higher total games. Now, if you oh, think yeah. if you think that Buffalo like blows them out, which is where the line is being set right now, it's minus six and a half for the Bills at home in that opening one p.m. start Eastern time. But are we pretty convinced that Najee Harris is like the guy in Pittsburgh? Because if yeah. that's the case, like. No offense to Miles Sanders or even Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who still could be in a bit of a committee with Jarek and Daryl Williams. It seems like Najee's the guy. Yeah, and that's just a total total oversight by me, even going down even lower (laughs) uh, to the low six. Yeah, Harris is, oh my goodness, it's a great price for him against the Bills. Yeah, you mentioned the spread. I don't even care about that. He's a true bell cow back. He really is. And Pittsburgh came out this week and said it. They drafted him in the first round to be a three-down back, and they that's what they expect, and that they would be extremely disappointed if he wasn't a three-down back. Yeah, this is his backfield. You can go back to the days of Mike Tomlin, his offenses with multiple running backs, touching the ball 18-plus times. Le'Veon Bell. D'Angelo Williams, the one year, finished as a top-five running back when he had to step in for Bell. James Conner was a top-five running back a couple years ago as well. So even last year when Conner left, they gave Benny Snell the ball a ton and a couple times, and he didn't really do anything with it. So Harris is explosive. Say what you want about the offensive line. I think they're getting healthier. Last year, they missed a couple pieces. They addressed it a little bit at the offense, uh, you know, in the draft. And he's a guy that can, I I expect him, Pat, to have 50-plus catches this year. I expect him to to flirt with 300 touches. I like the over on his 1,000-yard rushing prop. I think he's going to be a player right from the get-go for the Steelers. And Big Ben, another year older, you you have to question whether he can push the ball down the field. There's a reason Juju led the team in catches because he's just throwing the ball you know, 10 yards down the field with accuracy. So it's going to be, there'll be some checkdowns If indeed the Bills do, you know, get ahead here by a touchdown or so, Harris will be on the field at, I th- I, at all moments of the game, even late down in the fourth quarter. I believe that. So the cheaper, the running back that we can find, that's going to play in all three facets where he's going to have the receiving role. He's going to have the every down role and the goal line role. He is one of the cheapest ones on the board who fits that profile. The other one, and I don't think I'm going to get here because when I reveal my, my, like the stack that really jumped out to me right away, Mike Davis is down here mm-hmm. at $5,400. No one believes in Mike Davis that he's going to be any good. And I'm sort of on the fence. I just think he's been such a really good value in season long. And this value for $5,400 on the board right now, he could be one of the running backs who fits the criteria that I just talked about. He's the goal line back. He's the passing down back. He's the between the 20s guy. He might not be that good, but he's... No one thought David Montgomery was any good either until he got the entire role, got a pretty weak schedule, then all of a sudden he's a top five fantasy running back. That's sort of how I see Mike Davis. I don't think he's going to be a top five fantasy running back, but at the same time, that's the role I see him filling. And I think people will just talk themselves out of Mike Davis. Now, maybe we hear reports at a Falcons camp in three weeks time that Quadre Olison has passed him on the depth chart. They go out and sign someone, but that just, it hasn't happened yet. So right now, Mike Davis is the guy. Yeah, he is the guy. And what we love about DraftKings is the full point for the catch. We like guys that are going to get the ball. And obviously Julio Jones is gone there. It's going to be Pitt's first game and everyone's just going to automatically go to Pitt's. They they really will. In a game against the Eagles, in a dome, a high total game, they're going to go to Matt Ryan and Pitt's or Ridley or the other side with Hertz or Smith. 
Goddard potentially, and forget about some of the running backs in this game. And for Davis, I mean, I don't think he's that bad, honestly. I mean, he's got a season with the the Seahawks where he had 4.6 yards per carry, so I'm not completely writing him off as a guy who can't rack up more than 750 rushing yards if he can get 200 carries. Last year with Carolina, he was a low-end RB1. (laughs) He really was because he finished with – 59 catches, which was top five among running backs. So this all year, I'm going to be interested in Davis until maybe that switch happens. But Hawkins is young. He's not going to know the playbook. All of a sudden, are we really like, come on, it's going to be Davis right away off the get go for week one in a high total game. You could probably bank on five, six catches from him. He did it multiple times last year, filling in for Christian McCaffrey. So I think that's a really good price as well at five, four, Pat. So some of the other guys to look at, Antonio Gibson is only $5,900. I'm a bit more bearish on Gibson than I think that the market is right now. So that's probably a pass for me, at least initially. Yeah. David Johnson's 5,700 bucks. I don't know how the Texans yeah. backfield is going to check out. A lot going on there. Mostert <laughs> has been wearing a brace uh, during training camp, but he says he's not going to wear it during the season. Everyone's like, oh my God, Trey Sermon, Trey Sermon, Trey Sermon. So I think that Mostert eventually gets overlooked in this spot, but they're at Detroit. Detroit's defense, I mean, probably better than its offense, but still not good by uh, any stretch of the imagination. San Francisco's a favorite in that game. We know that they want to run the ball. He's not a full-time back, but he's a highly efficient back. And with Jeff Wilson still on the sidelines, on the pup list, unlikely to be ready for the start of the season. If Moster can just get control of that goal line touch load, all of a sudden, like, he's someone who can break the big runs. Like, he doesn't need 25 touches to come through. As long as he has that goal line work down, or at least 60% of the goal line work, and he gets his opportunities, like 15 touches in that game against Detroit, just might be enough yeah I was trying to think ahead here to week one and look at like just team totals and who would have the highest it's San Fran's got to be close like they probably would have a top five team total against Detroit who I mean can we expect a whole lot from that offense and it's it's a decently like it's a mid total it's not up near 48 inside the top five but you got to figure Vegas is thinking that San Fran's going to be able to score some points on, on Detroit. And I have to agree here. And for Mostert, I mean, he just recently said that, I think it was last night I saw a tweet from him telling everybody to relax about the knee brace. It's just, it's there to protect him long-term. He's not dealing with anything, but in case something does happen to his knee where he takes a shot or he takes a hit, it would just help him out. So I think people can just be a little, just relax a little bit uh, when it comes to him. But yeah, I just they're going to score some points, right? Whether it's Trey Lance or it's Jimmy G, they're going to score points. They're going to be up in this game. They're going to have their way with Jared Goff. The The defense looks healthy right now. They got a lot of pieces back. So they'll probably lean on the run game. This is what they want to do anyways, even though they have a lot of guys in that offense who are explosive, like Kittle and Ayuk and Debo. But they're still going to be a team that likes to run the football, especially when they get up in games. It's just, I don't think that's going to change. We know what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. So he is interesting at that. And, and you're talking about ownership and, you know, try not to get too far ahead, too far ahead and, and project these kind of things. But he's a guy that I think won't come with a high ownership. Like it's certainly going to be sub six or sub seven, even though that, you know, San Fran's going to be favored here by more than a touchdown. I dig a little bit deeper. I wanted to get your thoughts on this Jets backfield. You know, Coleman used to be a, a niner and I'm seeing I, I just really like Carter. I just. I, I just like him as a running back. And I know it's his first game, but man, he's pretty cheap here. This is where okay. you're gonna have this is where you're gonna have to pay attention to the training camp reports to see who wins some of these jobs, or at least who is projected yeah. to be the starting running back. Because there are two rookies, and actually they're te- they were college teammates, and they're both four thousand yeah. dollars in week one. Michael Carter is one of them yeah. at Carolina. If he can just involve himself in the passing game. 
because uh, that could be a very easily stackable game with some of the cheaper prices. If you d- even if you take McCaffrey, just pile up on the Jets side, and you're like, oh my god, I can afford anyone else. But Javante Williams is the other one who's also four thousand yes. dollars. Melvin Gordon's like fourteen hundred dollars more, and Javante Williams and Michael Carter might win these jobs out of camp and be maybe not the like one a plus but they're the one a in this backfield and they'll play like 60 65 percent of snaps if they can get that goal line work like to pay off this four thousand dollar price tag and the flexibility that it gives you in the rest of your like lineup creation just could be immense like if you did want to pay up for McCaffrey and Cook that's a very logical third player in your flex to go put in so I think those two guys are probably the best values that I see for week one at least at running back yeah, same. Absolutely. It's it, actually both of them are It's kind of where I looked first to see where both of those guys are, because I think that they are going to win jobs here out of camp. And I really like what the Jets did with their offensive line. I think, you know, it's going to be one of the better offensive lines in all football. And I do believe that Carter will be a guy that is close to a bell cow back. I think he's going to be the guy that catches balls into the backfield. Now it's week one. We're just looking at week one long-term. I think he's really going to solidify a role inside this offense. So it is going to be tough for just these rookie backs right away to see what kind of workload they'll get off the hop. But like you said, you're, you're going to want to follow preseason with some of these guys. But again, I really like this Jets offensive line. I like Carter as a running back. I think he can catch balls out of the backfield, not sold on anybody else inside that offense. And we don't even know about Melvin Gordon. Is the, the off-field stuff just gone now? I According to reports out of Denver that there's still a possibility that this guy could be suspended for one game to start the season. So if that happens, I mean, the ownership is going to go really high with, with Williams. But that's another guy that I expect over time here to just be the guy in Denver. Maybe it's a 60 40 off the right away in week one, if Gordon is playing, but Williams is a bell cow back too. I mean, he's, he's explosive and he can catch balls in the backfield. I don't think the offensive line is all that brutal in Denver either. I just feel like that's a low scoring. Like that's a game that I just, I don't think I'm going to love from a fantasy standpoint, giants and Broncos, but Jets and Carolina is one that I think could be sneaky. Yeah. I'm not too concerned about the totals. If I'm talking about a $4,000 running back, like that, just, sure. <laughs> he only, he only has to do so. He scores a touchdown. And you're like, Oh, here we go. This is amazing. News. There. And I've afforded everyone else that I wanted in these high total games. The only other ones on the fours that I'm thinking about. And again, this is going to depend on the news. Travis Etienne is 4,900 bucks. Both bills, running backs, both Cardinals running backs, are down here too. Out of all of those yeah. guys, like Edmonds is the one that have, that I have the most interest in. But if he's not the starter over Connor, I don't really want to play Connor because I think that his very valuable touches both get taken away by Edmonds in the passing game and Kyler near the goal line. But if you have Edmonds in that spot, maybe Kyler takes away some of his goal line rushing ability, but he'll probably at least more than likely be the one catching passes out of the backfield. So he can prop himself up that way. And he's super cheap. So that's where my first lean was uh, at running back. when We went on the cheaper side this summer bespoke post is here to take your adventures to the next level with a new line of must have box of awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. I got the Weekender in the mail because I just loved how good the bag was. I looked at the bag. I was like, I think I need to have this bag. And it was just full of stuff. You got a shirt in there. You got a water bottle in there. I quite liked it. But there are other ones that you can get along the line, too, because no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. 
from travel and outdoor gear to breezy summer styles and grooming goods, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Like I said, I got the Weekender, but you can get the Dram, which is a whiskey one. Uh, it has awesome glasses, uh, like awesome whiskey glasses that come along with it. You get Secured. You get to the Recover, which is the topical CBD one. So you can just go to BespokePost.com and check out whatever Box of Awesome that you would want. So to get started, take the quiz at BoxOfAwesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. And get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code PME at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code PME, for 20% off your first box. I want to talk stacks, because this is the first thing that jumped out to me, because I wanted to see where Jalen Hurts was. Because Jalen Hurts, I mean, whatever you think of him as a real-life quarterback, he is fantasy gold for whenever he is playing. Now, a lot of that has to do with his rushing. So is he actually a stackable quarterback? I think yes, especially with his new weapons. And if you want a cheap stack, this Philly and Atlanta game might be where you want to turn to. Because you can get Jalen Hurts for $6,400. You can get Devontae Smith in his first game for $4,500. And Jalen Rager, who no one cares about anymore, apparently, for $3,700. Like, that is one of the cheaper stacks with upside that you're going to find and then you can bring that back with a $7,900 Kelvin Ridley against this awful like did the Philly secondary really get all that much better meaning that, that that's your team <laughs> no, did, they, did they get good no 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 they didn't uh they're they're gonna be it's gonna be a long year in Philadelphia but I'm absolutely shocked with this Smith pricing at four five I'm looking in in this range of wide receivers heck you can go up to 5k like there's not a lot of wide outs in this range that you can project double digit targets. I think, I think Smith is going to have a phenomenal year. It's kind of just, if you look at season long and where he's getting drafted in high stakes leagues outside the top 35, he's, I feel like he's a steal there. And then you look at this price and he's a steal here as well, because it's going to be a high scoring game. Neither team can bring it on defense and it's inside a dome. We don't got to worry about whether they're going to be scoring. Both quarterbacks are going to be throwing a bit here. Smith at four or five. And there's already a connection. Like, forget that he's lighting up the brutal secondary here in training camp, which he is. I'm getting stupid notifications every day about a, about a catch from Smith that I don't really care about, but at least they're hooking up. But these guys have already played together before. They're familiar with each other. They have connected on touchdown passes before in college. So it's going to be a solid one-two punch. The matchup is phenomenal. 4-5 is a stack that I can get behind. And as you mentioned, Jalen Hurts, I mean, towards the end of last season, just his rushing ability alone was was phenomenal. 106 against the Saints, 63 the week after that, 69 the week after that. I mean, the guy was, at your point, fantasy gold um, when he was starting. And again, say what you want about the quarterback play, but he's got an alpha wide out. And he's got a brutal defense behind him, so he's going to have to throw a little bit. I like that stack a lot. It's super cheap. It's super cheap, and then it gives you the ability to bring Ridley back and Pitts back. His Pitts is only $4,400, so you put those five guys. Maybe you don't want to put in Rager. Maybe you want to put in Goddard. I mean, you can play this a bunch of different ways, obviously. But you still have $5,800 left over on your team, which is crazy. (laughs) It is crazy. And and just another another rookie here in Chase. Unsure about him for eight, but you notice, and it's... 
it's not as clear where the targets are going to go in Cincinnati. It's in my opinion, it's absolutely clear where the bulk of the targets are going to go in Philadelphia. Like Smith, I got him for over 120 this year. Who else? Who's going to be the next guy? Isn't he Rager in the slot? Potentially. Could it be Goddard? Sanders catching balls in the backfield? Sure. But in Cincy, we just don't know. But a lot of these guys are super cheap as well. Boyd, 5'2", Chase, 4'8", Higgins, 4'7". I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of hesitancy from some people to play Joe Burrow. Doesn't look like he's going to suit up at all. But I, by me, I, I don't care about I'm that. seven. Like when no, I me neither. When, when I ran my projections and all of the projections on runthesims.com are fully customizable to whatever that you want to put in as your market shares or yards per target. It, it's one of the easiest things to do. It's right in front of you. So when I played around with it and I just ran the simulations for the season, I was like, oh, I have Joe Burrow projected to throw the most passes of any quarterback exactly this season. So I think that he can, I mean, it really depends on how this shakes out. And I've been down the Bengals road a few times already. I really like Jamar Chase. He is someone that I'm reaching on in season-long fantasy drafts. And if he just ends up being, you know, sharing the same target share as Higgins and Boyd, you know, that's not the greatest thing in the world. That's not going to be optimal. But if he can just inch ahead of them, and if we're talking about week one stacks and no one wants to play Burrow, Burrow's cheap for one thing, it's fifty seven hundred bucks. And if yeah. you go and if you go with Chase and you go with Higgins or even Boyd and you want to throw him in in place of Higgins, I think you go Chase for sure in those upper fours. And then Higgins also in the fours, like that's another super cheap stack that you can go with Absolutely. right off the hop. Yeah, I love it. I'm that's kind of where I looked right away as well. Uh, just Minnesota last year wasn't great defensively. I think they've improved a little bit, but. Uh, I still have some questions about their secondary and you're spot on to have Joe Burrow with all those passing attempts. 40.4 last year was just behind big Ben 40.5. He's still going to throw the football. So this is another maybe sneaky little game here. And just like, like you said, man, super cheap Four eight for chase four seven for Higgins. And he avoids probably they're going to be the quote unquote contrarian guy in this offense, but he's in the slot and he has a role and he was phenomenal with Burrow last year too. So I don't know if a lot of people will go to this offense just because of Burrow not playing. I know I, you said you don't care about it. I don't care about it. There could be some rust, but at the end of the day, this guy's going to chuck the ball like 40 times per game. So that's another cheap stack that I was looking at. And then uh, well, I don't know what well, you think. Well, well, that also allows you ahead. to either bring back Thielen and Jefferson if you want, because it's so cheap or just if play Del- or just play Delvin cook in that lineup or cook. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, actually like cook. And then just the other way with some of the pass catchers in Cincinnati. Um, what do you make of the Arizona, Tennessee, like any stacks there that kind of pique your interest? Like, what do you think about Julio with the Titans? Like it's six, eight here to start. Did you see that story that Julio was like being charged by some weed company for selling weed? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Was that a real story? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I didn't want to give it a click. I just saw the headline. I just moved on. Yeah. It, it wasn't Adam Schefter who tweeted it or Ian Rappaport. No. I was like, it's just some no. guy on Twitter. I was like, yeah. huh, how did this make it into my feet? Is this real? But I just decided like, it didn't really make that much of a difference for me. So I think there's one of two ways you can play it. Like I always find it tough to stack with Kyler because it's a lot like Hertz where if Kyler has his ceiling game, yeah. It's not necessarily because DeAndre Hopkins scores four touchdowns in that game. Uh, it's because he's picked up 100 on the ground, rushed two in. So you can play like the Tannehill side, go like Tannehill, Julio, and A.J. Brown, pretty expensive, and hope this isn't a yeah. Derrick Henry game, or just flip it and play Derrick Henry on the comeback. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. I just, I'm excited about Julio this year. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a big-time player in this offense. I really do. I, I know a lot of people want to knock him on touchdowns and, 
him staying on the sidelines, but it's just really been one season where he's been hurt. And it's just, it was last year um, over the course of like a per game standpoint, he was right on par with everything that he's done in each of his past, you know, his prior years. And I think just the way that they run the play action there and the, and the focus it's going to be on Derrick Henry, I just, you know, the deep ball that Tannehill does have, I think, I, I really do think that Julio is going to, I'm going to be intrigued with him. If he's going to live in this range, now it's just week one, but if he may just be a guy that lives in this six, eight to seven, three range where AJ is always more expensive than him. And people are just shying away from Julio because of Derrick Henry, or maybe the price of Ryan Tannehill. I just think it's uh it's going to be an interesting target. It's just one game that I'm, you bring up good points when it comes to Kyler, right? It could be just Kyler running it in before he had the shoulder injury. He was third among quarterbacks in red zone rushing attempts. So he kind of called his own number all the time. And then it was Chase Edmonds here and there. So it is tough to to pinpoint who the stack could be. Uh, but on the other side, I think I'm, I'm pretty intrigued with Tennessee. Well, and you know that people were just like clamoring to play Ferkser because everyone loves Ferkser. Oh, all of a sudden he's the best tight end in football. Yeah, of course. If we know. look if we look at wide receiver values from down the list, I, I think we hit on the Cincy guys and the Philly guys are pretty cheap. I was looking at that Carolina and Jets game. I mean, A, it's a Sam Darnold yeah. revenge game out of the gate. So you, you have to be <laughs> excited about that. But all the reports out of Panthers camp are that Terrace Marshall Jr. is going to be like a legit slot guy. For them this season, he's going to be playing a ton. If that persists, he's $3,000. He is the min at wide receiver on DraftKings. Yeah, he may lead the team in touchdowns after CMC. He's going to have a role. Brady's com- Brady is very comfortable with him, obviously, being with him at LSU. So there's a connection there right off the hop. 3K. There's a couple guys, two rookies inside this. I actually may like this Jets-Carolina game a lot more than I probably should. Um I, I like Elijah Moore too. I, and you know, it could be Crowder in there right away, but Elijah Moore is a guy who's three K and I think he's somebody that is going to impress a lot of people here in camp. I know OTAs, he was doing some things right away with Wilson that impress a lot of beat writers, but I think he's going to take the role pretty early. I think he's already their best wide receiver and he's yet to touch uh, an NFL field. I, I think he's explosive. I think he's running, he can run great routes and, and great hands. And the same can be said about Terrace Marshall as well. So two of those guys in at three K terrific values. And, you know, even other guys inside this game, like if you believe it's going to be Corey Davidson, it's going to take some time for Elijah Moore. He's four, nine, an outside guy that, you know, Mims seems to be falling down a little bit in terms of just the packing order inside New York's camp. But a lot of these guys are fairly cheap in a game that again, maybe we can see some points and just sticking with, you know, cheap wide receivers. What about Jacksonville? Like the Texans are going to be trash. And you have Lawrence right away, Chark at 5'8", Chenault 5. How about Marvin Jones yeah, at 3'6"? That, that's the name. Marvin Jones at 3'6 is the name. That That's going to be a name that's in a ton of my lineups, I feel like. I, I just can't, I love Marvin Jones anyway. Uh, in season-long drafts, I think that he's actually going to be the highest-scoring receiver on this team anyway. And you mentioned Mims. He's running with the threes now in Jets camp, yeah. so I wouldn't expect to see he's a done. ton from old Mims. But this is no. where we're currently at. There's a few other names down there. Like, if you can get a beat on the Lions situation or the Saints situation, sure. all those guys are super cheap. So if you think, that, like, Perriman, I mean, Perriman downfield against the Niners probably isn't the best move, but, you know, St. Brown could be someone who just picks up, like, nine catches for 90 yards in the first game because he's the guy that they just go to Marquez Callaway he has that speed we saw him last year with the Saints I think he's $3,400 so if you can get a really good beep those guys at 3,000 Terrace Marshall in particular and Marvin Jones were the two that really stuck out to me as like oh my god $3,000 values like I need to save money here's where I can go Paris Campbell too is 3,700 bucks 
Yeah, that indie game is interesting too, right? We're going to see, I think, a lot of points in it, even though Indy's D is good. Seattle's going to be able to score points in them. Yeah, I'd like Pittman, but 3-7 is Campbell, a little bit cheaper there, probably low-owned. But I I think Pittman's in for a breakout season uh, with Carson Wentz. I I really do feel that way. I think that these guys are going to be – they were working together right away. The minute that Wentz was traded, they they hooked up and they were throwing footballs together. And I just like Pittman as an athlete. I think, you know, last year was a bit of a down year for him, a rookie, but Phillip Rivers didn't have a lot of zip on the ball, and they wanted to run the ball a lot. And I think, you know, they still will want to run the ball, Pat, this season in Indy. But one of these guys is going to emerge, and I don't think it's going to be T.Y., uh, but no. Pittman at four one would be <laughs> Pittman at four one. I think would would be my guy there. But yeah, Paris Campbell at three seven is certainly interesting. Yeah, there's also like the rookies down here. Jalen Waddle has already injured his ankle again in training camp. But if he's ready for That's week one good. with Tua, he's thirty six hundred bucks. Nico Collins in that like no one's gonna want any Texans. But if he wins the wide receiver two job over Anthony Miller across from Brendan Cooks, even Brendan Cooks is a pretty good price. But he's thirty six hundred dollars. Yeah, That's Colin Zacchaeus on Atlanta. If you want a cheaper part of that stack, is only thirty four hundred. If he can beat gauge on the outside and gauge has to play the interior those are all potential options right now that are there uh for tight ends was there any like just giant tight end value that you saw or like the highlights kelsey is 83 kittle is 63 and then hawkinson's 49 like everyone is kind of a value at tight end. not necessarily a value but at least they're cheaper at tight end yeah, I, I think a lot of people will probably look to, to Pitts. Troutman. Pitts. Uh, yeah. Pitts is $4,400 Pitts. That's going to be people's play. <laughs> I know. And it's hard to fade that, too. It just You're just like, whatever. I'm going to play Pitts. He's a freak. It's his coming out party against the Eagles. You can line him up everywhere. He's a mismatch. And he's going to come with a high ownership. But you just, I think you just eat it. Uh, 4-4 is a pretty good price. But you were talking about the Saints and just figuring out which guy was. And, and maybe this will be a trap. And Troutman is, is 2-9. But, I mean, who's catching balls there for the Saints, right? We're just we're trying to talk about Harris and Callaway there. So there's a lot of guys. Thomas, of course, is not going to play in Sanders. And defenses are going to be po- focused in on... Alvin Kamara. So he's kind of one that stands out to me. But yeah, Pitts at 4 4. Um, just continuing down the board here. Like Troutman at 29, like you said, is a pretty good value. If Dan Arnold yeah. is like, if it's not Terrace Marshall and it is Tarzan Dan Arnold in this Carolina offense, then maybe <laughs> at 2,600 bucks you can give him a look. But. Yeah. We're, we need someone to win this job out of camp uh, at tight end to be the starting tight end and be a focal point of this offense for any of these $2,500 guys, unless I'm just missing someone, but it doesn't feel like I am. No. And, and Marshall's, you know, you mentioned Terrace Marshall, like he's probably going to be a reason that maybe Dan Arnold doesn't, uh, you know, break out or, or get a lot of looks because Marshall's probably that guy. Uh, you know, maybe I don't think Uzuma, but three K, yeah, Everett three four potentially. Yeah, but we, we just against Indy. But we just don't know. Like Everett was signed, and it's like, oh yeah, tight end is going to be a big part of this new up pace offense in Seattle. But then it's like, oh, it's Hollister today. It's like, oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I will say Goddard at four eight. But again, why are you going Goddard when you can go down to Pitts at four four? So yeah, it's it the t- the tight end pool is probably going to be limited right off right away here. I, Hawkinson four nine. Hawkinson four nine is actually a value. He I don't. Really I, He's I don't probably know. Probably get that, a guy that gets ten plus targets. Yeah, but comparatively to what you can spend at four nine at the other positions, I think that's a little bit tougher because. The, the big selling point I think with Hawkinson is that he's going to get this like load of targets, 
but how much scoring is actually going to come along with him? Like, is TJ Hawkinson a slate breaker? Like, Pitts feels like he's a slate breaker. We don't know that, obviously. Yes. But for $500 cheaper, I'd rather just gamble on that upside. In the Colts tight end depth chart, they brought everyone back, right? Like, they still have yeah. Doyle. No, I, uh, Burton's, I, go- Burton's gone. Burton's so gone. So it's yeah. Doyle and Mo Ali Cox. Like, I always like Mo Ali Cox, maybe because his name is Mo yeah. Ali Cox, but he's cheap. He's 2900 bucks. <laughs> Yeah, and again, it's this is something you're gonna want to follow through camp. Who Wentz's guy is is gonna be because he has a history of of locking into certain guys, right? Jordan Matthews in the slot early on in his career. That's kind of why I think Pittman could be something there for him. I feel like both of those guys have similarities in terms of um, wide receivers. And if you're a Colts fan, you hope that Pittman is a lot better than Jordan Matthews. But he locked into Wentz, he or Wentz locked into Wentz. Obviously, he locked into Ertz. Urch was his guy for years and he locked into him and then he locked into Goddard at times when Ertz wasn't around. And he also locked into Trey Burton at times when Ertz wasn't around. So who's going to be that tight end for Carson Wentz? It could be Moali Cox. I mean, he's got the touchdown upside, right? He's, he's, he's a freak. He's super tall and he's a red zone target for, for Wentz. So I think it's probably Doyle. I think he's a better athlete. Um, but again, Wentz is going to play here no. in, in the Mo, preseason. Mo, Mo He's going to be one Mo, of those Mo Ali Cox playing. is a better athlete than Jack Doyle. Yeah, they're both not great. <laughs> no, Mo Ali Cox is a great athlete. He's just not a great receiver. <laughs> I guess. I mean, he's tall. I just, I don't feel like he's, as, I don't know. I don't feel like he's that great of an athlete. I feel, I feel like he's very nimble. You see him out there. It's like, oh boy. Like he just looks so gigantic. And you're like, oh, he, he's does. Not, he, he stands out. He's not tripping over his own feet. Like when you're like six, seven, that, that's usually good enough at that point. There's Fair. this little like mini tier from like 40 for like below pits. It's a decent range. It's just, I don't know if I'd want to spend $4,100 on Janu or Hunter Henry or Evan no. Ingram or Irv Smith, who's 4200 Like, it's a bit much for me. Let's talk quarterbacks. We, we discussed probably our two favorite values in Hertz and Joe Burrow at 64 and 57 But Sam Darnold is like one of the cheapest guys on the board here. Him and Zach Wilson are both 5000 Yes. I like both of those guys. Again, I like that game. I think it's, I think it's going to be an interesting game. 5k and Wilson. Yeah. Both of them are at 5k. So I just, I know a lot of people want to crap all over Sam Darnold, but he's just going to be in a a nice situation here in Carolina with an actual play caller and Joe Brady and just playmakers inside that offense. And he's familiar with Robbie Anderson so I, I, I think both of those guys and Zach Wilson is a quarterback that I think could be decent this year as well. I already talked about the offensive line. It's, it's hard to pinpoint which guy he, either of these guys are going to like, but for Sam Darnold, I think I'm more intrigued with him, you know, especially if people are going to, Oh, it's been a while since we had CMC on the slate. Let's spend up for CMC. The 19 fantasy points is basically what this guy is his floor, right? He, he turns that out every single week. And it will allow you maybe to go with Sam Darnold or Terrace Marshall or Sam Darnold or DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson or getting in maybe a couple pass catchers with Sam Darnold. So those are the guys in that 5K range. We don't know what's happening with the Saints. I don't think I'll be totally interested. But if it was Taysom Hill, I guess maybe. But I just I don't think I'm you know talking myself out of that one pretty easily, actually. Um, yeah, Dar- Darnold hmm. feels like the better option at 5K. I mean, I think Zach Wilson by himself might outscore Darnold, but if everything goes right, it just seems like it's much easier to stack with Sam Darnold than it is with Zach Wilson. Right. What do you think about Trevor Lawrence at six two? If you like Marv, it's it's too expensive. The Texans are it, awful. I know, but it's too expensive. Like I can pay seven hundred dollars less for Burrow. I can pay the same a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars more for Hertz. Like, come on. Yeah. 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 
I get it. Maybe Where's Trey Lance on here. Uh, he, we don't know if he's starting, but Trey Lance is forty five hundred dollars. If he starts, he is just play him in every lineup. <laughs> yeah, every every single lineup. Just just. And buy- Kyle Shanahan said this week that it's that it's Jimmy Garoppolo week one, but he didn't even look at the camera when he said that. Like you know how people have a tell when they lie. I had an old girlfriend. I could always tell when she was lying to me. She just like, didn't look at me. She just like looked away. And that was exactly Kyle Shanahan in the presser. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is our starter week one. Eh, okay, I don't know, man. You look at week one. This is a, a perfect situation to play Trey Lance week one against the Detroit Lions. You don't have to ask him to do too much here. The defense is going to win you the game alone. Don't have to throw the ball too much. He's got a, a rushing ability to him. Obviously, if you watch him at all in college, uh, he's very productive on the ground. He's got three guys that are yak monsters inside that offense, plus the offensive line and what Shanahan wants to do with the play action. Yeah, if he's playing, uh, I would get him in there. And then week two in Philadelphia is another easy game for him. So, like, just forget about Jimmy Garoppolo. You traded up all that draft capital. You know what you have in Jimmy G. How impressed are you going to be with Jimmy G playing good against Detroit or Philadelphia? Get him in there right away before the schedule starts to turn hard with Seattle and Green Bay after those first couple weeks. So, we'll see how how preseason. Do you remember a couple years ago, Pat, when Jimmy G threw five interceptions in a preseason game and everyone's freaking out? If that happens this time around and Trey Lance is balling out, yeah, Trey Lance is going to be the highest owned quarterback week one, DK. Tua, Cam, Tyrod, they're all down here with Fitzpatrick and Jimmy G. I think the one that, I mean, Daniel Jones at 53 against Denver is kind of intriguing just because he runs, but I don't know. That that seems... Especially if Saquon doesn't play week one. There's I think Saquon's going to play week one. I think he will. It'll probably just be limited a bit, but... Yeah, he's he's always going to be interesting because of his weapons, right, Pat? If I don't think that Saquon's going to catch ninety plus balls like he did as a rookie, but he's he's going to catch balls, and they got Kenny Galladay there, and you know there's other pass catchers inside that offense. Evan Ingram is frustrating, and Shepard is frustrating, but right now looks like we're still a little bit away from Week One. But if they're healthy going in, there's a lot of weapons there for Daniel Jones to be okay and to run a bit because you're looking at just some of the fantasy points. I mean, 14 is okay for a team last year that finished, I think dead last or second worst in scoring per game. Uh, so they've done a good job of just getting some guys inside that offense to help out Jones. Well, let's take a look at the defense and see if there's any cheap ones that jump off the page yeah, right Not- at the bottom. You, you, you like the Bengals against Minnesota? I don't know. I may like the Falcons. I, I, I like was the Falcons <laughs> or the Bengals. Yeah, one of those two. I know. I just. I'm just saying. I look at the bottom initially right away uh, when I look at DK pricing on defense. Yeah, like maybe I was gonna say the Jets in Carolina. Buffalo at 2,500 at home against Pittsburgh seems That's like a, a good re- one. Seems like a really good price. And even the Jags. Especially the last time we. Jag- sorry. Especially the last time we saw Big Ben play football. Right, he got torched by the Browns. Yeah, Jags against. At Houston, 2700 bucks. Maybe that could work out if Houston's his buddy. Mm-hmm. Tyrod's not really a good guy if he is the starter for Houston. He's not a great guy to, like, stream against because he just kind of – he doesn't take a ton of sacks. He just runs. Right. And it keeps the clock yeah. moving. Like, But if they're down, he's going to have to chuck. Other than that, maybe I, I – if Lance or – I guess it doesn't really matter. Like, if you want to, like, play the hedge game against – like, the Lions' defense shouldn't be abysmal. It really shouldn't. Like, their offense is probably going to be bad. But maybe you could sneak a Detroit if their pass rush is good against San Francisco. And maybe that game is a little bit closer than you think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 2-2, two, two, you don't – they don't have to do too much there for you. My one problem is I think, you know, San Fran runs away and then they're running the football a little bit yeah. more. I'd, I'd maybe want a, a team that could – 
go up against somebody where you see some passing. I don't know. That Atlanta and Philly game may just be, I know a lot of people, we both like the pass catchers there and the quarterbacks, but that game could be just a weird sloppy game where there's some turnovers there from, from each, from both quarterbacks and, you know, Falcons at two K as much as we like Hertz and Smith. I don't think that's awful either at two K um, in there. And I don't know. I like to spend down where I can, but the bills at two five are mispriced. They, 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 they have the potential to be, you know, week in a week out of top five fantasy defense and big Ben, just, as I said earlier, he just, he's lost it, man. He, he just, he's old. He's done. And last time we saw him play, he threw like five picks against Cleveland and he threw the ball like 60 times. So he's going to throw the ball a ton of times. What's this game in Buffalo? Yeah. I mean, ugh. with fans. Yeah. That's, that's a tough spot for big that ben. feels like it's going to be the, 35% owned defense of week one. And then, then I'm just not yeah, going probably. to play it. So yeah, if, if there's ever yeah. a spot to fade ownership, it's at defense. Like, it's at I, defense. I, I need to go back and reassess and just try to look at some of the rosters of what, which one of these teams is actually going to generate pressure on the quarterback. Cause like, like you said, if it's going to be Philly and Hertz is going to take sacks along with like running the ball, then I'm not too concerned about it. You can, I mean, I probably wouldn't play them against yeah. each other, but those things don't need to be completely unconnected. Like Hertz can still score a lot of fantasy points and Atlanta's D could also score a lot of fantasy points. What about Washington at three, two, you're talking about teams that can generate pressure. Like yeah, Washington's just, a team that can generate pressure. It, it is. It's just, they're not cheap though. Yeah. Three, two. Like where, where are the giants at? The giants are up near the top at three, eight. Yeah. Cause I, cause they're playing drew probably Locke. drew Locke, <laughs> Right. And their secondary is, legit like they're good Ratcliffe just came out with a piece ranking all the cornerbacks and see I mean he graded out the Jets all over the place like they're near the top uh three eight it's expensive but it's not going to be a bad play with Drew Locke like we just have such a we we have a large sample size of Drew Locke now I think he had one fewer pick than touchdowns past last season he's just not a good quarterback and it looks like he's going to be starting right away so that's that's actually a with as much value on the board here, Pat, if one of those rookie running backs take away, take the job here right away, and we can get a $4,000 running back in our lineups, you know, spending 3-8 on the Giants is, is, not, is not an awful play. The only other one that I saw, because they're home, they're favored in this game, and they're going up against a team that has a pretty terrible offensive line, would be the Colts against Seattle. You don't really ever want to play against Seattle. But Russell Wilson, he can get sacked like six times in a game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all he wanted uh, in the offseason was for the team to address the offensive line. And they didn't really do that because they had the fewest picks in the NFL draft. And with their first pick, they drafted a wide receiver. So, yeah, Colts at 2-3. Again, I'd like to find these teams inside this mid. Any Anything under 2-5 excites me a little bit. This times last year, I know the same for you, where we played the Jets at 2k and if they end up not giving you a negative and giving you over six seven fantasy points i consider that a win yeah i can most definitely see that all right that was the first look for week one DraftKings pricing obviously we're going to continue to talk about this over the next six weeks or so meanie yeah. you had mentioned radcliffe over at that's jeff radcliffe who will be on the show next week i believe at ftnfantasy.com ftndaily.com use code meanie and get yourself a discount over there and i want to tell you all about runthesims.com 
Optimizer, game simulations, customizable projections, everything on the site is user customizable. No one's selling you pics on the site. No one's selling you content on the site. It is a place for you to get access to the very top end tools and use them in any way that you deem fit. Plus there's the advanced stats hub, which is free for everyone. You can check out the site free until August 1st. Just go sign up uh, and you can go play around on the site. Why not give it a test drive? All right, I'm Pat Mayo. Smash the like on the way out, enter the review, and I'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.